Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. Sanctify your people. Sanctify our church. Sanctify us with the word. Sanctify us with the truth. Sanctify us with you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Forever you will be. Lamb upon the throne. I gladly bow my knee. And worship you alone Forever you will be Lamb upon the throne I gladly bow my knee and worship you alone forever you will be the lamb upon the throne Jesus I gladly bow my knee and worship you Great is 
We praise you. 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 Oh, we worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you. From the depths of my heart, I praise you. Hallelujah. I will ever praise you. Hallelujah. We praise you. Our life-giving water. Our fountain spring of life. We glory in you, our glorious Savior. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We bow down before you and we worship you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Fill us to the overflowing this morning. Oh, Spirit of the living God. We praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bring out everything. Bring out everything. Bring out everything that is unclean. Bring out everything. Bring out everything. Bring out everything that is unclean. Sweep out everything. Sweep out everything. Sweep out everything that is unclean. Sweep out everything. Sweep out everything. Sweep out everything that is unclean. Make us holy, Lord. Make us holy, Lord. Make us holy, Lord. Once more, make us holy, Lord. Make us holy, Lord. Make us holy, Lord. Once more, purify my heart. Sing it as a prayer to the Lord. Purify my heart. Purify, purify my heart. Purify my heart. Purify my heart. Purify my heart. 
purify, purify my heart. One more time, purify my heart. Purify my heart. Purify my heart. Purify, purify my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you, Jesus. Oh, I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you, Jesus. But Lord, I pray at this hour that your truth, your truth, dispel every lie of the enemy. Let your voice silence the voice of the enemy. I pray that you'll purify our church, O oh Lord, once more in the name of Jesus. Purify your people, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Enlarge in, enlarge in the hearts of your people at this hour. Enlarge in the hearts of your people at this hour so that they may receive your word with meekness. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallowed be your name, O God. Hallowed be your name, O God. Hallowed be your name, O God, I pray. Hallelujah. 
In our midst, O oh Lord, in our midst, O oh Lord, let your name be sanctified, be glorified, be exalted. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. 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 I pray this hour, Lord, that you will break your manna and feed us, Holy Spirit. We need your revelation. We need your truth. We need your revelation. We need your truth. So I pray, Lord, that you will reveal to us the mind of Christ at this hour. The powers of darkness may flee. In the midst of your people, in the midst of your temple, in the midst of your holy angels, in the midst of your blessed congregation, I ask you, Lord, that the name of Jesus be lifted high. I thank you, Holy Spirit. We praise you for your unfailing love. We praise you for your presence. More than anything, more than anything, more than anything, more than anything, we are in need of you, Lord. More than anyone, more than anyone, we are in need of you, Lord. We need you. We need your truth. We need you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you're here. You've been gracious to us, and you continue to be gracious to us. For this we give you praise. I ask you that you will unlock every heart, unveil every eye, unplug every ear. O oh Lord, sanctify every heart, sanctify every mind, sanctify every ear. Let there be a divine cleansing taking place at this hour. A divine cleansing. I ask for divine cleansing at this hour. The Spirit of God, our blessed Holy Spirit, move in our midst in a mighty way. I pray. We thank you, our fountain, spring of life, our life-giving source. We come to you, the source of all life, the strength of all strength, the hope of all hope, our God, our eternal hope. We come to you. And we ask you, Lord, that you will do your work 
your divine work, your work of sanctification, your work of purging, your work of beautifying your people, O Lord, removing every dross in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you will minister to us at this hour. And I praise you. Thank you, Lord, for giving the word for this hour. I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you honor. And I pray, Lord, that you will prepare our hearts at this hour. Prepare our minds at this hour. Prepare our spirits at this hour. I ask you, Lord, that you will cause your word to become one with our spirits in the name of Jesus. Cause your word to become one with our spirits at this hour in the name of Jesus. Cause your word to become one with our spirits at this hour in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 We give you glory, honor, and praise. I come against every demonic spirit that is trying to steal the word of God from the hearts, minds, and bodies of your people. I come against every unclean spirit that tries to distract your people from receiving the word that you have for them. I come against every demonic spirit of pain, every evil spirit that is waiting to snatch that which God has for them. I bind them in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I give Satan no permission over this hour or our church right now in Jesus' name. Your people who are here, may they receive what you have for them. May they receive what you have for them. May they receive what you have for them. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. The Lord just gave the word, so we're going to turn our Bibles to Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. And I'm going to read from verse 1. Habakkuk chapter 2 from verse 1. I will climb up to my watchtower and stand guard at my guard post. I'm reading from the New Living Translation for this morning. And I will switch between translations when the Lord would lead me to. But right now I'm reading from the New Living Translation. 
Habakkuk chapter 2, from verse 1 onwards. I will climb up to my watchtower and stand guard and stand at my guard post. Read again. I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Verse 2 Then the Lord said to me, Write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked. But the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. I want to continue reading as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Verse 5. Wealth is treacherous and the arrogant are never at rest. They open their mouths as wide as the grave and like death they are never satisfied. In their greed they have gathered up many nations and swallowed many peoples. But soon their captives will taunt them. They will mock them saying, What sorrow awaits you thieves? Now you will get what you deserve. You've become rich by extortion. But how much longer can this go on? Suddenly your debtors will take action. They will turn on you and take all you have while you stand trembling and helpless because you have plundered many nations. Now all the survivors will plunder you. You committed murder throughout the countryside and filled the towns with violence. What sorrow awaits you who build big houses with money gained dishonestly. You believe your wealth will buy security, putting your family's nest beyond the reach of danger. But by the murders you committed, you have shamed your name and forfeited your lives. The very stones in the walls cry out against you. And the beams in the ceilings echo the complaint. What sorrow awaits you who build cities with money gained through murder and corruption? Has not the Lord of Heaven's armies promised that the wealth of the nations will turn to ashes? They work so hard, but all in vain. For as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. What sorrow awaits you who make your neighbors drunk? You force your cup on them so you can gloat over their shameful nakedness. 
but soon it'll be your turn to be disgraced. Come, drink and be exposed. Drink from the cup of the Lord's judgment and all of your glory will be turned to shame. You cut down the forests of Lebanon, now you will be cut down. You destroyed the wild animals, so now their terror will be yours. You committed murder throughout the countryside and filled the towns with violence. What good is an idol carved by man or a cast image that deceives you? How foolish to trust in your own creation, a God that can't even talk. What sorrow awaits you who say to the wooden idols, wake up and save us. To speechless stone images you say, rise up and teach us. Can an idol tell you what to do? They may be overlaid with gold and silver, but they are lifeless inside. But the Lord is in his holy temple, that all the earth be silent before him. Blessed be the Lord God Almighty. In Habakkuk chapter 2, we see the principle of reaping and sowing. Sowing and reaping. God Almighty is speaking here. He's talking to the just and to the unjust. He's talking to his people and he's talking to the wicked as well. God says, whatever people have done, gained money unjustly, committed murder, committed all kinds of crime, have committed all kinds of things, which are unjust before God. They've oppressed people and done shameful things. God says here, whatever you did, however you oppressed people, whatever you did, He says, you know, it's time for you to reap what you sowed. At the same time, for the people of God, God's glory will cover. For God's people, God's glory will cover. That means, when the wicked get their reward, God's people get their reward also. Those who live righteously before God, I want to underscore the words before God, those who are humble before God are people who will do that which is right before God. God says to such people, whatever has spoken to you. Even if it looks like it's taking time, it's not happening, it will happen. So wait with expectation, which equals state. Wait for it. It'll happen. You need to wait for it. You have to wait to see what the Lord is going to do. 
when you pray to God and you pray about a certain matter, you go and tell God, Lord, this is what is happening in my situation. This is what is happening to me. My enemies are oppressing me. Lord, my physical condition is like this or my family situation is like this or whatever you're praying to God about, God says from Habakkuk chapter 2, wait once you Unload your cares to God Almighty. Wait for Him to answer. That's what faith is. Climb up to your watchtower and stand at your guard post. Over there, wait to see what the Lord will say about all the things that you have spoken to Him about. Once you talk to God about what your complaint is about when I say complain I'm not talking in a negative way the Bible here talks about whatever you are burdened about and you poured out your heart before God God has heard all those things it's important for you now to wait for God to answer you wait for God to take action once you release your burdens to the Lord it's important for you to stand with expectation to see what God will do. What God will do. Because He will answer you. God not only hears our prayers, but He answers our prayers. So it's important to stand and wait. Stand still to see the salvation of the Lord. In order for us to see what God would do, it's important for us to wait with expectation. It's important for us to wait with expectation. A lot of times, many people go and unload everything before God. They say, Lord, I'm casting all my burdens before you. And then they walk away, carrying them right back. Or they go and pour out their hearts before God and then they leave. We're full of unbelief. God is not someone to just vent. He's not someone where you feel like, well, I have to just go and say whatever I have to say and get it off my chest and then walk away. No. God is God Almighty. If you want to go and talk to God, you need to talk to God with expectation. You need to talk to God knowing that He will talk back to you. He will answer you. You need to talk to God with expectation that He will take action on your behalf. That means once you are done praying, worry must disappear. You don't go to the presence of God and cast your cares upon Him, so to speak, and walk away with a whole bunch of worry. No. Giving your cares to God is not carrying anything after that. Whatever you're given to God should not be carried by you after that. God's Word says, cast all your cares upon Him for He cares for you. Whatever you've 
talk to God about. It's important for you to step back now and wait for his salvation. Step back and see what God is about to do, what God will do as a result of your fervent, effectual prayer. Make sure you're living a righteous life because if we regard iniquity in our hearts, God will not hear us. If you have sin in your life, God's word said he will not. God's word says he will not hear us. The fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous person produces great results. Whose prayers will produce great results? Those who are living a righteous life. That means they live right before God, according to God's standards. And they pray fervently. They pray with great faith. And they pray persistent prayers that they will not give up, that they will pray until they see God come through in a mighty way, glorifying His great name. God is speaking to the hearts of this hour. Whatever your problem is, if you go to God and if you talk to Him, Make sure, after that, you wait for him with expectation. Make sure you wait for him with expectation. Make sure you wait for him with faith. Looking forward to his mighty arm. moving on your behalf as a result of your fervent, faith-filled prayers. Don't pray if you're not looking for God to answer you. Don't pray if you're not expecting God to do something as a result of your prayers. It's important to expect when you pray. When you pray, Jesus said, pray with faith. When you pray, Jesus said, believe that God has answered it the moment you prayed. How do you know you believe God? When you pray, after you prayed, you'll eagerly look forward to seeing what God would do as a result of your prayers. Those are faith-filled prayers. The rest is Prayers minus faith. When we don't expect God to do something, when we don't expect God to do something about what we had just spoken to Him about, we are not praying prayers of faith. Prayers of faith will produce great results when it's prayed by Righteous people. The people of God who are bought by the precious blood of Jesus have a right standing with God by living a righteous life. 
I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer. How God will answer my petition. With faith while he waits, the Lord answers him. With faith while he waits, God answers him. That's what God is doing to us right now. God is answering us. God is speaking to us. But whatever we've been burdened about, God says, Look, I'm coming. Look, I'm going to fulfill that which I've spoken to you. This is important. Write this down. I'm a prayer-answering God. Write this down. I'm a promise-keeping God. Write this down. Plainly on tablets, write this down. The God who has promised you will bring to pass every word that He has promised. This vision is for a future time. That's what promise is about. When God makes a promise, the promise is for the future. And the promise talks about what God would do. The promise talks about what God will do. When we promise someone something, we are promising that we are going to do something. It's about something that will happen in the future. And we are promising, saying that we will do what we have just said. That's what promises. When God makes a promise, as long as we are with Him to see the fulfillment of the promise, we're on His side and doing what He has told us to do. He will fulfill what He has spoken and we will be there to see what He has spoken come to pass. This vision is for a future time. Whatever God has promised is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Very important to note what the Spirit of God is speaking to us this hour. Whatever God has spoken, it may look like it's taking time. It may look like nothing is happening. It may look like everything opposite is happening. God says, oh, did he say it? He will bring it to pass. So wait for it. God is not a man to lie. If God has said it, it would bring it to pass. Wait for it. Wait patiently for it. It's important to wait patiently for it. Because waiting patiently equals trusting in His Word. Equals faith. 
in his word. Wait patiently for God's promise to come to pass. Wait patiently. Even if it appears to be slow, even if it appears to be absent, even if it appears to be not coming to pass. Has God said it? Did God give you a promise? Is he a man to lie? Did God say something? If God has spoken to you, if God has really spoken to you, he will bring it to pass. So wait patiently for it. For it will surely take place. Whatever God said, it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. What does it mean? If it's slowly happening or if it's looking like it's not happening, what's the meaning of that if God says it will not be delayed? According to our calendar, according to our expectation, it may not happen the way we want it to happen. It may not happen according to the time frame that we want it to happen. But, according to God's time, when He has marked out something according to His divine calendar, it will not be delayed because it will happen exactly at God's appointed time. I want to take you to the same verse, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3, in the New King James Version. We're just going to switch there for a moment. New King James Version. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. I want you to highlight the word appointed. It's for an appointed time. Whatever God has spoken, whatever God has promised, it's for, a, it's for an appointed time. That means God has marked out the time. God has marked out the season. In his calendar, the date has been set in his calendar. The second has been marked. What God has determined in his heart, no human, no demon can thwart that. God's servant, Job, said it so beautifully in God's word. No plan of yours, no plan of God can be thwarted. Cannot be thwarted. Cannot be thwarted. Hallelujah. No one has the power to cancel the plan of God. But God has determined in his heart to do. No man no devil, no power on earth, no power in heaven, no power from hell can cancel, destroy, delete what God has determined to do for you and for me. The only person who can cause a prophecy or the promise of God not to come to pass is not the devil it's you when you sin against God 
you forfeit the blessing of God. When you walk in unbelief, you forfeit the promise of God. That's what happened to the children of Israel. They got the promise as long as they believed they were walking in the promise. As long as they believed they were able to get out of Egypt. As long as they believed in the word of God that came through Moses. They were able to cross and walk on dry ground through the Red Sea. As long as they believed they were not killed by the angel of death. As long as they believed they had light on their side and Egypt had darkness on their side. As long as they believed none of the plagues that God put on the Egyptians came upon the Israelites. As long as they believed. When they chose to stop believing and walked in unbelief in the wilderness they took themselves out of the promise of God you can take yourself out of the promise of God you can take yourself out of the covenant that God has made with you you can do that only you can do that when you walk in unbelief when you walk in sin you remove yourself from every blessing that God has for you it's very important to know that it's very important to know that the word that God has spoken through a prophet or a prophetess the word of God that God has spoken over your life will come to pass provided you walk in faithfulness before the living God and walk in expectation concerning what God has spoken to you it's very important you walk in unbelief you walk in unbelief and question what God has spoken what God has spoken over your life will be cancelled by you not by the devil don't blame the devil don't say oh God didn't keep his word don't say oh this prophecy didn't come to pass no it's because you cancelled it when you cancel your side of the contract you yourself take the contract and you rip it with your hands it becomes it becomes void those who express unbelief over what God has spoken are people who just take the contract take the promise take the covenant and rip it into pieces put it into their own shredder called unbelief and they destroy the promise that God has spoken over their lives that's what happened to the children of Israel that's what happened to many people in the Bible but those who trusted in him waited on the Lord they inherited their part the Spirit of God says in the book of Psalms wait on the Lord wait patiently on him trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass it's important to wait on the Lord and wait patiently for him because 
The vision is yet for an appointed time. God is an appointed time. God didn't tell Abraham exactly when he was going to have Isaac. No. The moment and the time that God wants to do his work of wonder in fulfilling what God has promised you has been marked. It's for an appointed time. It's important you don't cancel it. It's important you don't forfeit it. It's important that you wait for it. The vision is for an appointed time. But at the end, it will speak. How will it speak? It will come to pass. It's not just something that you see now. It has the power to speak. It will happen in your life. It will happen right before your eyes. And it will not lie. What God has spoken will come to pass. What God has spoken will come to pass. Wait for it. Wait patiently for it. Wait for the appointed time. If God has an appointed time, it's important for you to wait for the appointed time. Though it tarries, wait for it. That means even if it appears like it's delaying because you have your own calendar and you don't know his appointed time, wait until it happens. That's what it means. Don't be hasty. Wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. That means what God has spoken will not be delayed by anything. It will happen exactly the way God has planned it. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it occurred into the hearts of men. What God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to His people. God's word says. Those who are not His people, they don't know what God has prepared for them. But for God's people, they know what God has prepared for them. But do they know the appointed time? Do they know the date? Do they know how, how He's going to do it? No. You will have an overview. You will have a promise. But how God will fulfill it and how God will bring it to pass is something that God will have it as a surprise to surprise His people in a, in a good way, in a joyful way, in a glorious way. Has God given you His promise? Has God spoken to you about something? Wait for it. Wait for it. Only those who wait for it patiently, with expectation, will inherit it. Wait for it. The vision is for an appointed time.
when God gave a promise, the promise is called the plan of God. The plan of God contains the details that God has for a person. The promise of God has the plan of God. The plan of God has the details concerning God's plan for you. When he gives the promise, it's important for you to hold on to the promise because God will unfold his plan according to his appointed time. When he gives the promise, the promise carries his plan and carries when that plan will come to pass also. Now that's not revealed. Only the promise is given. If God is given a promise, that is sufficient for us. You don't need to know the details. You don't need to know when, even though we all would like to know when. God, in His sovereign will, keeps some things away from us to test us, number one, to see if we are faithful to inherit that promise. Number two, to see if we'll endure how much faith we have how patiently we'll wait on him it's important because once he has set the date once he's put it on his calendar to fulfill it it's done when the promise of God is given to his people it's done it's done it's done even if we don't see it in the physical realm, it's done. Once it comes out of the mouth of the Almighty God, it's accomplished. It's done. What do you have to do? What do I have to do? Wait for God's timing. How do we have to wait? Anxiously? No. Patiently. With faith. Every day, looking forward to it with eager expectation. That's what faith is. Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. The Holy Spirit wants me to bring this before you. Before we conclude for this morning. There was a man in the Bible. He was a descendant of Abraham. The promise that God gave to Abraham that his descendants will be in a strange land, will be oppressed for 400 years. And then they will be released. And then they will inherit the promise that God has marked out for them this man 
was an inheritor of that promise that God gave to Abraham. This man was a descendant of Abraham. This man was the great-grandson of Abraham. He was someone who believed in that promise, waited for that promise, expected that promise to come to pass, inherited the promise, and the remaining of the promise he still believed. He still believed. Even when he was dying, he still believed. His name was Joseph. He believed in the promise of God. He believed in every word that God had spoken to him. And he waited for it. Everything opposite happened in his life. While he believed and he waited for it. He was thrown into the pit. He almost lost his life. Though the enemy wanted to take his life, knowing that God's covenant for Abraham would be fulfilled through Joseph over here. He wanted to kill him. His brothers wanted to kill him because of envy. He wanted to finish him off. Satan moving through Joseph's brothers was hoping, desperately hoping, desperately hoping to end Joseph's life because of God's call upon Joseph and because of Joseph's relationship with God. Satan knew this plan that God has for an appointed time will come to pass. I got to kill Joseph before that. No one can destroy the plan of God except the person who is involved in the plan. Samson forfeited the call of God. Samson destroyed the plan that God had for him, prematurely died because he gave himself over to immorality. He did not lived the life that God called him to do with the consecration that God had called him for. It's very important for us to stick with God, stay with God, if we want to see what God has promised in our lives. Because it's faith in God that will keep us with God. So Joseph, though Satan wanted to kill him, moved his brothers to kill him. God intervened. He made a way of escape. Joseph still believed in what God had spoken. The vision that he had received, he still believed that what God had spoken will come to pass and what God had spoken to his great-grandfather Abraham will come to pass. He believed. He believed. While he believed, things turned down to 
things turned out to get much worse. When he thought, oh, thank God, I escaped death. He was pulled out of the pit and sold as a slave. Never to see his country, his home, never again. Taken as a slave to a foreign land, to a land that he never saw. The people he never lived with, to a language that he never knew before. He still believed in the promise of God. When everything looked opposite, will you still believe in the promise of God? Joseph did. You too can. Joseph had the character to trust in the word of God, the vision that God gave to him. He knew it shall come to pass. It's for an appointed time. I will wait for it. Joseph didn't have the Holy Bible that we have. We have so much. All of Old Testament and all of New Testament, we have it right in front of our eyes. Joseph didn't have that. Yet he believed in God Almighty because he had a relationship with God. With what he knew, he stood firm in trusting in his God Almighty. As he believed in him, things turned out to look like it's getting better. Oh, even as a slave in Egypt, God is prospering. But suddenly, suddenly, when he felt like he just began breathing, that he's been pulled out of water, he was suffocating and suddenly he's able to breathe now. All of a sudden, he felt pushed down again. Thrown in the prison. Things got even worse. He still believed in the vision that God gave him. His vision is for an appointed time. He still believed even in the prison. And what God spoke to him about when he was young. God is faithful to bring it to pass and he's all powerful to bring it to pass even in the prison. He did not question God. He didn't wail over his situation. But he was a man of faith when the word of God tried him as God's word says in the book of Psalms. His faith came out like gold all through the time of his persecution and testing trials. His faith came out as gold. And then suddenly the appointed time came. Suddenly the appointed time came. No one could keep him in the prison. even for another second, once that appointed time came. God's word said, hastily they came and took him. His clothing was changed. He got a haircut. Everything was changed. Suddenly from being a prisoner 
for righteousness sake. He goes into the palace for righteousness sake. He stood for righteousness when he was with his father and stood against the wickedness of his brothers. He was in Potiphar's house and he stood for righteousness and stood against wickedness. As a result of that, he was thrown in prison. Because he stood for righteousness at home, he almost lost his life. He was sold as a slave after being thrown in the pit. Because of his righteous life and in taking a stand for righteousness, he was falsely accused and he was thrown in prison. He did not go to prison because he did something wrong. He went to prison because he stood for righteousness. Joseph was a man who stood for righteousness. A righteous man. A righteous man of God. As he suffered in the hands of the oppressors, for righteousness sake, his righteous God lifted him up at the appointed time. When the time came, no one could stop him. Why did God lift him up? Why did God take him to the palace? Because Joseph passed all the tests. Everywhere he went, he stood for righteousness. God said, you're worthy to be in the palace because I know you will stand for my righteousness. In order for the vision of God, the word of God, the prophecy that God has spoken in real life to come to pass, you need to be a man or a woman of righteousness. A man or a woman of faith. A man or a woman of God's word. Only then, God's plan will come to pass. So there has to be a purpose. If God has to lift you up, and you need to live a righteous life, then He'll say, this person will live righteously here and reflect my glory represent me here in this place he should be able to count on you that's what the test is for if we have faith in God and if we walk with him we will not hinder the vision that God has for our lives from coming to pass. Instead, we'll be like Joseph. Be a conduit. Be a vehicle that God would use to bring that vision to pass. Your faith, your active faith, and your faithfulness to God is required for God's word over your life to come to pass. I want to repeat this. Your faith, your active faith, and your faithfulness to God is a must if you want the word of God spoken over your life to come to pass. You do your part, God will do his part. I want to read this verse one more time before we go into prayer. Habakkuk chapter 2 
from verse 1 onwards. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. All those who sow seeds unto wickedness will reap the fruit of wickedness. All those who sow seeds unto righteousness and wait patiently on the Lord for His word to come to pass will inherit the fruit of the expectation, fruit of their righteousness, fruit of their faith in God Almighty. The, vi- the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him. But the just shall live by his faith. I just read verse 4. I'm going to read one more time. It's the Spirit of God wants me. I'm going to read from verse one all the way to verse four and we'll go into prayer. Habakkuk chapter two from verse one to four. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I'm corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him. But the just shall live by his faith. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for your holy word. Thank you for speaking to our hearts this morning. Thank you for every promise that you have given to us. Every word that you've spoken to us shall come to pass, provided we are just in your sight and we live by faith in the one who loved us and gave himself for us. Thank you, Lord, 
whatever you've promised has a timestamp on it and it shall come to pass it will not tarry and as you wait patiently for what you've spoken to come to pass we will see it come to pass according to your calendar and we thank you for giving us the opportunity to be recipients of the blessing of God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ thank you for giving us your holy word thank you for speaking to our hearts this morning thank you Lord for all that you've done and thank you for your mighty work that you're doing in our midst during the season where the seal of the Lord is sifting our church and you're sanctifying this house of God where you are the chief shepherd of the church the God of this house of God and we thank you Lord every word that you have spoken over this house of God every word that you have spoken over each and every single person in this family of God and your people who are here each and every word that you have spoken over their lives oh God according to what has come out of your mouth they'll all come to pass they all carry a time stamp and we thank you Lord for that appointed time that you have for each one of us for each and every word that you have spoken over our lives and thank you for giving us the privilege to wait for it to live a righteous life and to live by faith eagerly looking forward to the vision speaking at the appointed time coming to pass and so we commit ourselves O Lord this day once more to wait for what God has spoken over our lives for it's such a huge thing when you speak over our lives when your word comes out of your mouth it's not an ordinary thing we value it Lord we hunger for it Lord we're so thankful to you for it O oh God we believe every bit of it O oh God and therefore we are wait for it oh God I pray that you'll bless your people this morning bless each and every brother every sister every child who is on this call no matter what they're going through may this word that you have spoken to them embolden their faith encourage their spirit enlighten their eyes that they may walk 
in this royal palisade that you have placed before us and you've graciously placed us in. As your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people this morning with the blessing that you alone can bless them with that they may become inheritors of this word that you have spoken over their lives this hour that they may be just and they may live by faith walk by faith that they may wait patiently on you see the hand of the Lord bring to pass what his mouth has spoken for this I ask in Jesus name Amen Amen Jesus